You're listening to Tread and Butter Radio. My name is Matt Hughes. In this episode, I spoke with Austin Whitman, the CEO of Climate Neutral. Most businesses still have no idea about what their carbon footprints are. And the analogy I use is it's sort of like you know, trying to lose weight but not having a bathroom scale. I mean, you don't even know where you're starting. We're happy to announce Tread and Butter is a new climate neutral certified partner brand, meaning our entire carbon footprint is measured and offset through climate neutral. We're all in on sustainability, so we're over the moon to share this news. And now, our interview with Austin Whitman. My name is Austin Whitman. I am the CEO of Climate Neutral, and I'm based out of a home office just north of Boston, Massachusetts. The way I would describe Climate Neutral's mission is that we are trying to harness the power of consumers and businesses to very, very directly mitigate the effects of climate change. And specifically, what's important in that is that we're our platform has this label at the center of it. And the label is going to be a recognized and trusted symbol of what companies are doing about carbon. I would have said there's not, nothing like that really exists. What are you talking about? Um, I think the, the problem that I, had in college was not really understanding or not really seeing a path toward working on environmental issues without being either a scientist or uh, an activist. And I think that really just means that environmental work, work, work on environmental problems has progressed significantly in the last 20 years so that the amount of ways that you can seek solutions in a collaborative manner, working with businesses and other people has really just expanded greatly from, you know, from a world where environmental progress really depended on progress in the courts, progress in legislatures, both federally and, and in the states. And then progress that was just nudged along by the, by the green pieces of the world. So, yeah, I guess I would probably raise my eyebrows and say, what are you talking about? I don't understand what that means. Um, and then I would probably also say, wow, that was a really lofty description of what a four person nonprofit actually is uh, in reality. Yeah, we, we were, to be honest, we thought we'd be about six or seven people right now and we're, we're still four. And there were parts where I thought we're not going to make it through this process, but, uh, but we did. And uh, I feel good about that and testament mostly to mostly to Bell and Caitlin and Jack on uh, just, you know, seeing it through to the end. So it was fun. And, and frankly, you know, the companies that we're working with, it's just been really, really nice to just see how much enthusiasm and um, you know, how much determination people had to get through the process. It's really, really cool. Carbon offsetting is the act of paying somebody somewhere on the planet to reduce a 
an amount of carbon dioxide or other greenhouse gases so that we have on balance less carbon dioxide going into the air. Um, a, a carbon offset more specifically is, uh, is one ton of emission reductions. And so when a company does carbon offsetting, what they're basically doing is investing in a project to avoid or capture one ton of carbon emissions. And that one ton, of course, can be multiplied by whatever your total footprint is uh, to offset the entirety of your operations. So it's a bit of a funny concept for a lot of people because this, this idea that you can just sort of somehow pay to deal with your carbon footprint just doesn't really I think, make a ton of sense, but I'm not sure it makes any less sense than um, the idea that companies have all kinds of emissions that are attached to their operations that are, you know, miles, thousands, you know, thousands of miles, tens of thousands of miles away, and that those are part of your, your environmental impact. So we have to, yeah, so, so we, we, as businesses kind of, we, we export all kinds of pollution when we, when we choose to manufacture things, you know, abroad or even, within the U S and, um, and in essence, carbon offsetting is just kind of exporting your, your carbon emission reductions, basically hiring somebody else to, to reduce emissions. So it's a really fascinating mechanism. It's a market. And in that sense, it's, it's a market that you can put money into. And, um, there are all kinds of projects out there that sell on the market and, uh, it's, it's a really powerful tool that uh, our hope is that as it scales up, it can really become a significant part of the overall global, uh, global solution set for, for dealing with climate. The meaning of the label is that any company that has it has been through a process of measuring their carbon footprint, including carbon emissions. And I'll come back to what that specifically means in a sec, but measuring their carbon footprint, including supply chain emissions, um, and then offsetting the entire thing for last year and developing a reduction action plan, which talks about measures that the company is going to take in the next year to reduce emissions directly. Measurement is an interesting one because it is impossible to measure a footprint precisely, but it's really not that hard to estimate a footprint. So what we say is we, we're, we're basically getting companies to reasonably estimate their carbon footprints during that first step. And during that process, we're taking data from companies and running it through a model that allows us to roughly identify what the carbon emissions are. So a consumer can look at that label and say, okay, I know that the company has been through that process. But more importantly, is that they've actually invested in verified carbon credits to do something about it immediately. So there's a lot of promises that companies are making about making reductions by 2030 or 2040 or 2050 these days. A lot of pledges or a lot of, you know, oh, I intend to do something right with the climate. 
Um, but fundamentally, most or all of those don't have any teeth in them. There's no guarantee that someone's going to reduce their footprint by 2040 because we could get to 2038 and find that that company is wildly off target. And so the, the real difference is that the companies that have gotten the label have paid to, to offset carbon. And specifically what that means is have they've paid uh, to take the carbon, the number of carbon, uh, tons of carbon emissions that they've measured and sequester that or take it out of the atmosphere. So there's an immediate decarbonization or what we, we call climate mitigation benefit that happens when someone gets certified. And that is just really, really important. Um, and then that they can also know that this process is happening yearly so that when somebody gets the certification, that refers to last year's emissions. And if they want to continue to, the company wants to continue to communicate that message to customers uh, next year, they've got to do it again because we're only measuring one year's worth of emissions. So that baseline constantly gets recalibrated. If your business grows 300% and your emissions grow 500%, we'll capture that in the in next year's estimate of your footprint. I don't think there anybody sh- that anybody should be surprised that economic activity and pollution are directly linked. And people have been, I think, surprised by just how quickly nature recovers. Um, that once you turn off the source, the the world essentially get you know it gets cleaner very quickly. And we saw this in small scale in the um, 2008 Olympics when. China decided to shut down a lot of the industry around Beijing. And so it shouldn't be surprising that it's worked at a global scale here. The The problem, of course, is that it hasn't been because of an environmental policy. It's been because of this uh, terrible public health situation that we're in. So I think what we have to do is um, you know, take, take advantage of the moment where we have thrown out a number of rules in the rule book for the sake of saving people's lives uh, in, in the public health context. I mean, how quickly has healthcare shifted to um, to uh, telemedicine? I've, I've heard from folks that I know in the hospital industry that years and years and years have gone by with people debating whether telemedicine is a more economically efficient way of delivering healthcare. And in a matter of weeks, hospitals have set up healthcare systems and health insurance programs to figure out how to rebate um, those those visits that are done over the computer. That's an example of where there's this assumption about the way things were being done and people just couldn't get out of their own way and change the policy and, and do something that would be better for everybody. But the extenuating circumstances created that opening for, um, for, a, for effectively a policy shift. And now there's something that will be with us. Once COVID is long gone, all the systems and processes that we've put in place to enable telemedicine, they'll still be there. Definitely, without a doubt, the change that I've seen in the last 14 months of people actually paying attention to it and people beyond just the immediate community of people that I know who've been working on it for many years. The number of people that I've met who have left their jobs or within their existing jobs started binge reading climate literature, uh, the amount of basically unification of personal mission with the climate mission has just been, has just been tremendous. And I think that that is 
I think it's a structural change. It's not something, you know, in spite of all the hope that existed 10 years ago when we thought that we were going to deal with climate for real the first time, um, in spite of all that hope, it was very easy once the political momentum, once the wind left the, the sails uh, on the political end of things, um, there was nothing left. And here what we have is a tremendous groundswell of concern and interest and people thinking about how they can reshape their own careers and their own lifestyles uh, and their own value set around dealing with this challenge that people that everyone's sort of finally acknowledged and realized is existential. Many thanks to Austin and the entire Climate Neutral team. For more information about Climate Neutral and Tread and Butter certification, please visit treadandbutter.com. <laughs>